Four minutes after 7 a.m. on a Sunday, it is Yom Yerushalayim, time to celebrate the holy city of Jerusalem, 52 years after its liberation, its reunification. You are listening to a special JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network as we celebrate Jerusalem. Sarah 
Uh... 
Yom Yerushalayim 5779. Could you imagine Tafshin Ayin Tess? 52 years since the liberation of the holy city of Jerusalem back during the Six-Day War of 1967. How many of you who are listening right now don't even realize that 52 years has passed, that it's over a half a century since that incredible day uh, in June of 1967, we're here to celebrate. That's of course Hakotel, uh, which is a uh, a part, a significant part of the uh, celebration of Yom Yerushalayim, celebrating the fact that we have the Kotel Amaravi, while we concentrate on other areas of Yerushalayim as well. Uh, before that, you heard Yerushalayim Shel Zahav, the prophetic and incredible classic by Naomi Shemer, and of course we opened with Regesh and Moda'ani as we do every JM Sunday. My thanks to Matis Weingast, who of course is going to join us later on uh, for uh, letting us step in with a Yom Yerushalayim special. Hot off or fresh off the plane, literally fresh off the plane from Israel. It is Mayor Weingarten who is back in Chutzlaretz, who's back in the diaspora to help us celebrate Yom Yerushalayim on this significant Day, the 28th of ER. Boker Tov and Chag Sameach, Mayor Weingarten. Boker Tov and Chag Sameach. It's like weird that you leave Yerushalayim <laughs> on the night of Yerushalayim. Well, you have an obligation. I, I wanted to be here with you. You have an obligation to this audience to, uh, you know, until we all get there to Yerushalayim to, yes. to help us celebrate Yerushalayim. And today is... The 2nd of June, the 28th of ER, today's 43 in the counting of the Omer, 43. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Today is the Celebrate 
Israel Parade. And no better way to celebrate Israel and Yom Yerushalayim than being on Fifth Avenue today uh, on what I hope will be a beautiful day in Manhattan. So far, we're off to a good start, Bliyayn Hara. I'm sure some people are critical of the fact that I just mentioned that, but <laughs> but thank God we're off to a good start weather-wise. And I remind everybody that you can watch our presentation sponsored by the Brooklyn Cyclones of our parade coverage starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. It's all happening at NahumSiegel.com and, of course, on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash NahumSiegel Network. And, of course, the app will have all the audio for you. You'll be able to follow all the different things that are going on. You'll be able to comment on our app, etc., Etc. Etc. Matas has already posted on the app. Good morning, all. Welcome to a special Yomir Slime show hosted by Nachum Siegel Mayor Weingarten live right now. And here we are on this uh, 52nd anniversary of the liberation of Jerusalem. Mayor Weingarten, is there any news from Israel? Anything you'd like to tell us, either because you are fresh off the plane and you've just experienced something, or maybe you've heard the latest of what's happening in the Holy City? What can you tell us on this Yomir Shalayim? It is uh, Yomir Shalayim. So Obviously, the Jewish people want to celebrate. And at the same time, it is the end of Ramadan when the Muslim people want to celebrate. And, you know, Harabayit, which is famously was said was Biyadenu or is Biyadenu in our Meaning it's ours, right? Right. Um, it's sort of like it's our, in our control on some level, but on some level, unfortunately, in our time, it's we've allowed it to slip. So this morning there's been... A lot of rioting of Arabs when Jews came to come up to Harabayit and celebrate Yom Yerushalayim. Because there were rumors flying that there would be no Jews allowed in Harabayit today. Right. Uh, that was rescinded or lifted or adjusted, call it what you will. And now that, in fact, people are trying to get up there, there's some opposition. Some opposition. They're meeting some uh, yeah. some people who are... Throwing of items, uh, uh, tables, chairs, anything that they can get their hands anything on. Anything that's not nailed down, huh? Yeah. Uh, it's part of the, what would we call it? Part of the battle for Jerusalem, part of the, uh, the struggle, part of the, um, fulfilling the dream of Jerusalem. Trying to make up for lost time, you know, when in 67 we sort of walked away from Harabayit and focused on the Kotel and the Arabs just, uh, kept Harabayit as, as theirs. Right. And it took a very long time for the Jewish people to realize, to wake up. It took uh, almost a generation. But now that there are tremendous numbers of young people, especially, who who care very much about Har Habayit and, and its sanctity and holiness and so forth. Um, so... Now we're making up for the time that we lost in 67. And there's another proof or another uh, perspective that I want to bring up. I sent this to you actually by WhatsApp. You probably received it at some point between when you got on the plane yeah. and, uh, yeah, and now. I, I didn't get to actually click on the link. And that is a, uh, a and that is that now when, when responsible, uh, how do I put this? And now when, when um, many rabbis present their opinions or their uh, opinions based on you know their their examination of halakha about uh, going to harabayit things like that the trend i am seeing is that those who insist on going to the temple mount who were often painted decades ago as extremists crazy um uh, you know no regard for jewish law etc now there's an effort to actually make people understand where they're coming from. Again, whether one concludes to go up there or not, at least one should understand that there's a sincere 
effort um, to prove to the world right. that Harabayit, the Temple Mount, is important to the Jewish people and that they are undertaking that task. The, the, um, when, when we were growing up, right, when we, we were young when this happened, and we were growing up, I remember in my family, and I assume in your family as well, was, you can't go up to Harabayit, it's an Isra Kareis, and um, there, there's nothing, nothing to talk about. And then over time, other than Rev Gorin, by the way, right. who understood and and was willing to think outside of the box, literally, yeah. um, right out of the square. Well, rectangle. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, actually, it's out of the square. Right. It's out the of holy the part is the square. Right. right. <laughs> so we should just say that the the Mishnah defines Har Habayit as a square of five hundred amot by five hundred amot. So the stuff outside the area outside that has a di- completely different status in halacha. Right, and realize that when there were proposals about building a synagogue up there, they were talking about that area yes, the, yes. where the, where it would be halachically permissible to walk. And and Rav Gorin started a regular tefillah there, right. like a, designated an area to be a Bet Knesset, a Bet Midrash, and until Tisha B'Av it, it worked, and then uh, Moshe Dayan put the kabash on it. Right. So we're making up. That's just the point, that we're trying to make up for lost time, right. and it's much harder. And it takes time to make up for lost time. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot more time. Yeah, that's for sure. Mayor Weingarten is here, literally landed this morning from Israel to join us for our Yom Yerushalayim special. We're here until 9 o'clock. Matis, of course, will join us at 11 a.m. It's going to be our coverage of the Celebrate Israel Parade, the best way to celebrate on Yom Yerushalayim, to get out there and to uh, proclaim to the world our love for Israel, it's going to be happening from at least 11 until 3 Eastern time, both at NahumSiegel.com and Facebook.com slash NahumSiegel Network. Uh, so it's a good day of celebration, everybody. Join us by tuning in and by spreading the word here um, with the JM Sunday on the NahumSiegel Network. I'm going to ask you to go to one of your Yerushalayim selections. Um, okay. And then we will continue right. with uh, some thoughts about Jerusalem on this Jerusalem Day, um, 52 years later. Well, you want a long one or a short one? Up to you. I don't know. Okay. Hey, it's Sunday morning, Matis. Matis. It's, Matis. Sun, it's Sunday morning, Mayor. I'm quite relaxed. I'm, okay. I, I don't even have an opinion whether Give it's... Give that be... Oh, which tells now... the story about the battle that took place the day before Yom Yerushalayim. Now we're talking. And where many, many were killed. Tens of, of, of young men, soldiers, were killed in this battle. Um, here we go. <laughs> היה אז בוקר היום השני למלחמה בירושלים. האופק החביר במזרח. היינו בעיצומו של הקרב על גבעת התחמושת. לחמנו שם מזה שלוש שעות. התנהל קרב הקשני, קטלני. הירדנים נלחמו בהקשנות. זה היה יעד מבוצר בצורה בלתי רגילה. בשלב מסוים של הלחימה נשארו לידי ארבעה חיילים בלבד. עלינו לשם בכוח של שתי פלוגות. לא ידעתי היכן האחרים כיוון שהקשר עם דודיקה מ"פי ניתק עוד בתחילת הקרב. באותו רגע חשבתי שכולם נהרגו. Thank 
חששתי שהירדנים יזרקו רימונים נוספים. מישהו היה צריך לעלות למעלה ולהשגיח. לא היה לי זמן לשאול מי מתנדב. שלחתי את איתן. איתן לא היסס לרגע. עלה למעלה והתחיל להפעיל את המקלעון. לפעמים היה עובר אותי והייתי צריך לצעוק לו שיישאר בקו שלי. ככה עברנו איזה שלושים מטר. איתן היה מחפה מלמעלה ואנחנו טיהרנו את הבונקרים מבפנים. עד שנפגע בראשו ונפל פנימה. ZANG החלטנו לנסות לפוצץ את הבונקר שלהם בבזוקה. הבזוקה עשתה כמה שריטות לבטון. החלטנו לנסות בחומר נפץ. חיכיתי מעליהם עד שחזר הבחור עם חומר הנפץ. הוא היה זורק לי חבילות חבילות, ואני הייתי מניח את החבילות אחת אחת בפתח הבונקר שלהם. להם הייתה שיטה, קודם זרקו רימון, אחר כך ירו צרור, אחר כך נחו. אז בין צרור לרימון הייתי ניגש לפתח הבונגר שלהם ושם שם את חומר הנפץ. הפעלתי את חומר הנפץ והתרחקתי כמה שיכולתי. היו לי ארבעה מטר לתמרן, כי גם מאחוריי היו ליגיונרים. אני לא יודע למה קיבלתי צל"ש, בסך הכל רציתי להגיע הביתה בשלום. אספו את כל הנשארים מגבעת התחמושת. עשן עליו מן הגבעה, השמש באה, מזרח גבעה, חזרנו אל הישיבה מגבעת התחמושת. חזרנו אל העיר שבעה, עשן עלה מן הגבעה, השמש בא מזרח גבה, על גבעת התחמושת. על 
אחינו הגברים שנשארו שם בני עשרים על גבעת התחמושת J.M. and the A.M. Givat HaTachmoshet on this Yom Yerushalayim. Oh, there we go. Chag Sameach all. Thanks so much for joining us on this Yom Yerushalayim 5779. Mayor Weingarten is here, literally back from Israel this morning. Uh, he will uh, enlighten us with some amazing material about Yom Yerushalayim coming up. First, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebin, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The name of the city Yerushalayim is actually a contraction. The Medrash tells us that Noyach San Shem called the city Shalem, meaning perfect. Later, by the event of Akedas Yitzchak, after Avram Avinu put Yitzchak on the Mizbeach, on the altar, Avram Avinu named the place Hashem Yireh. Hashem called this city Yerushalayim, combining both words Yireh and Shalem. The Vilna Goin says that great Ashkocha Pratis is shown in Yerushalayim. Avram Avinu through his Mesiras Nefesh, his dedication for Hashem, which culminated with Akedas Yitzchok, demonstrated to the world Hashem's dominion over creation. The Zohar states that Yerushalayim is the heart of the world. Just as the heart constantly pumps life-giving blood throughout the entire body, Hashem sends lifeblood into the creation through Yerushalayim. The Talmud in Bava Basra tells us that at one time, yeshivas were only established in Yerushalayim, in consonance with the Pasuk, Ki Hashem Yerushalayim, for out of Tzion should go Torah, and the word of Hashem from Yerushalayim. Toysus comments here, because the young Talmudim would see great holiness, the Kohanim Oiskim Bavayda, the Kohanim would be involved in the service of Hashem. So they would devote their hearts more to Yerashamayim, the fear of heaven, and learn. In Birchas HaMazun, the grace after meals, we mention both Yisrael and Yerushalayim. We say, Rachem no, have mercy, Hashem Elokeinu, al Yisrael HaMecho, v'al Yerushalayim Yerecho. Please have mercy on Yisrael, your nation and on Yerushalayim, your city. This is similar to the Nusach that we use on Lel Shabbos, Friday night, when we also speak of Yisrael and Yerushalayim. Hapare sukkah shalom, oleinu al-kol Yisrael, v'al Yerushalayim, who spreads the shelter of peace upon us, upon all of his nation Israel, and upon Yerushalayim. Rav Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld asks, why we need to request peace for both Yisrael and Yerushalayim. He explains that Yerushalayim needs a particular shalom, a special Shmira el heavenly protection. Why do we include a tefillah for Yerushalayim in our Berchus HaMazun? We thank Hashem for the land, the Chalt of Savata, we've eaten and we're now satisfied, and therefore we offer a blessing. Where does Uvenei Yerushalayim fit in? The answer is given that when we eat, we recognize the chesed that Hashem has brought this food onto our tables. We also comprehend that the gates of heaven are open at this time. Therefore, it represents an opportune moment to ask Hashem, please open the gates a little wider. Give us Yerushalayim in the Beis HaMikdash. We learn that when the third and final Beis HaMikdash is built, 
all that has transpired through the generations will be revealed to us all. A very interesting gematria is brought to our attention that the word Beis Hamikdosh is equal to 671. The same gematria, numerical value, as Le'enei Kol Yisrael, to the eyes of all of Israel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. And Chag Sameach for this Yom Yerushalayim. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser, for those words about the holy city of Jerusalem. 52 years later, after the liberation of Jerusalem, we sit here in New York City celebrating Yom Yerushalayim and getting ready for the big Celebrate Israel Parade later on today. We're live in studio. These are the uh, Nahum Single Network studios in New York, JM Sunday, uh, hosted by Matis Wangas. Matis, of course, will join us. He has allowed both Mayor and I to be here to kick off a Yom Yerushalayim special. And Mayor Weingarten, you have some thoughts regarding Yom Yerushalayim, don't you? So throughout the morning, I'd like to share with you some thoughts that I've heard from different sources, but ultimately they're from Rav Yoel Bin-Nun, okay. very well-known rabbi in, uh, in the Gush, one of the pioneers of the Tanakh, the, the, the resurgence of the study of Tanakh and so forth. Uh, and he was in the Battle of Yerushalayim. Wow. So he's an eyewitness to everything, and he's coming from it from a place of, of this is a God-inspired moment in history. Um, and he, he tells the story of what happens and, and from the perspective of him as a soldier, what was going on. And he says, you can't look at this battle as a soldier and not understand that there's like one miracle after another. As much as it looks like it's just, just going along the way it should be going along, it's one miracle after another. And he pointed out he said one of the reasons he thinks that people in Israel are uncomfortable with the results of the Six-Day War, you know, the, the non-religious people especially, is because it was something that we were totally not ready for. He says when you, when you have time in advance to prep people, to get people into a mood and understanding, you know, we're about to do something historic, significant, and so forth, it makes it easier for people to accept when there's something that's totally out of the blue, and he says, the liberation of Yerushalayim, of the old city of Yerushalayim, Harabite, was totally unplanned to the extent that we, he says, did not have maps of the territory. We, we had to get from place to place. And he, he pointed out that the reason that Givat HaTachmoshet was such a difficult battle and so many... Uh, um, young men were lost, 34 lives, he says. We lost just because we didn't know. We didn't, we didn't have a map. We didn't know where the, had we known where the bunkers are, we could just bomb them out and everything, but they're just going. It's like almost, uh, almost as if there's this divine hand that's pushing them. And, and he said, why did they keep going, right? Why did they keep going into Givat HaTachmosh and these other places? Why didn't they, he said, Jewish history didn't have the time to give us to get prepared. It was the time of Jewish right. history. Right. He says, and Jewish history didn't have the time. Now is the time we're going, you know? So you don't have a map, we'll figure it out without a map. And he tells how the only thing they had, so either you have a map to know where you're going, or you have people who who know the area. They had not, neither. 
The only thing they had was an aerial photograph of Yerushalayim, which was taken you know, by a reconnaissance plane. And they had to figure out, and you, you know, <laughs> anyone who's ever seen an aerial photograph of anything, you understand how difficult it is to find anything. It's not a, it's not a map. And by the way, an interesting sidelight of history, who gave them this map? The head of the intelligence branch that was in charge of Yerushalayim at that time. And his name was Reuven Rivlin, Ruby mm. Rivlin, who is now the president of Israel. Israel. But more importantly, isn't what happened to Ruby Rivlin later on that he became the president, is where does Ruby Rivlin come from? The Rivlins, the Rivlin family, of which Matis Weingast is on a part of their family tree. The Rivlin family are from the Talmidei Hagra that first come to Yerushalayim, which, uh, the way I see it, is the beginning of this process of Geula. So he's the one who gives them the map for them to find their way. And at the end of that day, the day before Chavchet, Chavzayin Iyar, they are in the Rockefeller Museum. So if you know the territory a little bit, it's on the corner of the old city. It's the east, northeast corner of the old city, right outside. It's a very big, it's almost like a fortress. So they could go in and close themselves in, and they didn't have to worry about the, the Jordanians. And they spent the night in the Rockefeller Museum. And Rav Gorin was there, and Motagur was there. And um, as we continue the story, we'll, we'll discuss a little bit of the conversation that they had and what ultimately happened and how it happened and how Rav Yol Ben-Nun sees it as being the, you know, the, 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 the dr- dramatic miracle that it was. If we're going to conclude that uh, we weren't ready for it, and that's the reason that yeah. some people have difficulty you know, wrapping their heads around it, so to speak, uh, we can then argue or we can then assume that we were ready for Hakamat Medina, meaning that people were just sick and tired of, of being oppressed and being destroyed. And, and, and being... don't forget how, how long before the, the, the Zionist movement was ready. Right. They had all the right. government, you know, there was there were schools, there, were, right. there, there was a, a bureaucracy, so to speak, in place, an administration in place. That's why people always, you know, when, when people like President, former President Obama say, that the state of Israel was, was, formed, was after. formed after the Holocaust, so the Jews should have the 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 proof that that's a lie is that before the Holocaust there was already a Zionist movement, the Jewish agency, which was like a government, and the Jewish yeshuv had elections and they had all the, the structure of a of a state in the making. So it didn't suddenly happen. Oh, the Holocaust happened, so now we have to give it. It was all there already before. And to my point, I also have to mention in this how many people were against Hakamapitina, how many people were not happy mm-hmm. with a state being declared. So, But that was more, I think, the ones who were against it were more that they were afraid right. what would happen as far as the war. Right, and I think that's similar no, to No, there were Yushal- also religious objections. Right, but I think that's similar to Yushalayim. I think the, I think the same types of objections, the same types of things that people were worrying about, uh, they were also worrying about in 1967. There was, there, it, it, before the beginning of the battle of the Six Day War, there was this tremendous fear that this is it, this right. is the end. Right. But once the first two hours went by, and the Israeli Air Force demolished the the uh, Egyptian Air Force, and the Egyptians started retreating. It became a whole different story. So by by the time you get to Chafzayin, er at night, 
night between Chavzayin Chavchet, I think is a whole different understanding of the of the map. And yet, the French minister Moshe Dayan that night, when they're in the Rockefeller Museum at the corner of the old city, gives the the command that we will not enter the old city. You hear? Yeah, I hear. He says, he tells Motagur, you are not to enter the old city. We are to leave it. We can surround it, but we are to leave it. I don't want, I don't want to have fighting in the religious areas, and then they're going to accuse us of, of doing all kinds of things. Just forget it. We're not doing it. And then history. Yeah, so then, then we'll do a song. We have to have a cliffhanger a little bit. You know, How did we end up? Mayor Weingarten is here. We're celebrating Yom Yerushalayim on this, the 52nd anniversary of the liberation of Jerusalem. Feel free to comment on our app. Go to the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Also, before you go to that song, Mayor. No, you're going to song? I'm going to song. You are. Oh. But also, we have a note here. Um, Nahum wanted to inform you that in honor of Yom Yerushalayim, many of the AFSI Chizuk members ascended Har today. Bravo. Biberkat Chag Sameach, Bruce Rudolph. Thank you very much for that. As we Bravo. continue celebrating Yerushalayim, celebrating Jerusalem 52 years later after its liberation on a Sunday morning of the Celebrate Israel Parade, where our coverage begins at 11 a.m. Eastern Time at NachumSiegel.com and Facebook.com slash NachumSiegel Network.
Oh, 
It's a JM Sunday at the Nahum Siegel Network, and uh, I, Nahum Siegel, and Mayor Weingartner sitting here in studio. Mayor's uh, tablet is still on Israel time because he literally landed in New York, I'm telling you, within the last couple of hours. Uh, but he's here to celebrate Yom Yerushalayim with us on this 52nd anniversary of the liberation of Jerusalem. And you had gotten us to a point uh, in the tale of 52 years ago where Based the, on the, uh, uh, the testimony of Rabbi Yol Ben Nun, who right. was there, where General uh, Moshe Dayan had commanded Matagor, the commander, uh, who we eventually know liberates right. leads the liberation of Jerusalem, uh, he commanded him not to enter the old city. Right. All this would go on without an entrance, right. a move into the old city of Jerusalem. Right. They would, they would leave the old city. And they would they would liberate all the areas around, surround it. Right. And get rid of the threat, the, the military threat that Jordan was posing, right. but not go into the old city. Rav Gorin, who was there that night, it was an interesting night, must have been an amazing night, <laughs> goes over to Motagur, who he knows well. Now, Motagur is not, does not have the, the um, military level of an aluf, of a general. Mm-hmm. Rav Gorin does. Rav Gorin is an aluf. Right. The only rank that's higher than an aluf is the chief of staff. There's one Rav Aluf. And that's him. And that's, no, that's 
that's not Motagorin, that's not Rav Gorin. That's Yitzhak Rabin in this case. Oh, when you said Rav, I thought you meant Rabbi, who's an aluf. Uh, so, oh, yeah. yeah. So that takes. So uh, the Rav aluf is the is, is, the, is the chief of staff. So. And that I, is who you said? Yitzhak Rabin. Yitzhak Rabin. Right. So, Rav Gorin said, according to Rav Yorl Benun, Rav Gorin says to Motagor, Jewish history will never forgive you. Your name will go down in the history and derision because it will be said, this is the man who was at the gate and didn't go in. So Motagor says, what can I do? I don't take my commands from Jewish history. And he says, and that was done previously. It didn't work out so well, thinking of the Bar Kokhba revolt right. and, and such. Now, according to another story that I heard, which I don't think is true, but I think it's great. <laughs> and it fits in with what you were saying before. He said to Rav Gorin, I take my commands from the Rav Aluf, not from the Aluf who is a Rav. <laughs> so I don't know if that's apocryphal or not. But that was basically what... What he was saying. And ultimately, word gets to the different government ministers at the time that the, word, that the, the command is not to go into the old city. Right. That we're at the, literally at the, there. Right. Rav Yol points out something. Before the war, because of the dire position that Israel was in, the concern that this was really going to be the end, God forbid, that they're going to be run over by the, the, all these armies. So a few things happened. One is Egypt made a pact with Syria and with Jordan that it's all for one and one for all. Right. Jordan didn't really want to get involved. They had no, you know, they were fine. They had no axe to grind. They had nothing to, you know, gain. They don't have a big military, whatever. So Egypt understood that they can't really rely on Jordan. So, and they were much a Nasser versus Hussein. Nasser was the charismatic, strong, you know, pan-Arab leader. He says to Hussein, I'm sending one of my generals, and he's taking over your army so that you don't double-cross me. So if, you know, we need to go, we need you to go in. You won't abandon us. You're not going to abandon us. And he's going to and, and Hussein had no choice. He said, "Okay." So, at the head of the of the Jordanian army is an Egyptian commander. That's number one. Number two, Israel is so afraid that for the first time since the establishment of the state, the Mapai, the left wing labor part of the of the um, of the government, that was the only government that Israel ever knew invited the hated right-wing Menachem Begin and his people to join in a unity government. It was the first time. So you have this unity government for the first time, and, and it's interesting because Rav Yobinun says it's the first time since David and Shlomo, Hamelech, that there is a unity government of the Jews sovereign over the, the land of Israel. Mm -hmm. Because after Shlomo, it splits to Israel and Yehuda, and so there's this split kingdom. Then we go out to Babel. When we come back, there's Persians, and it's, we're not really in control most of the time. There's a short episode of Hashmonim. I'm not sure how he sees that. 
And then the divisiveness that comes at the end, towards the end of the Bayit Sheni, and which ultimately brings down the Bayit Sheni, all this divisiveness, and then we go out to Galut. And from the time of David and Shlomo until now, there hasn't been a united Jewish sovereign government over the land of Israel, he says. And he says, and I think we needed that in order to take Yerushalayim. I'm adding Yerushalayim Habnuyakir the whole... Yushalayim has a unifying role for mm-hmm. the Jewish people. It's a unifier. So it makes sense that here, here's this unity government. Menachem Begin from the right side and Yigal Alon from the left side, here, either from Rav Gorin or from others, that Dayan says we're not going into the old city. At four in the morning, between Chavzayin and Chavchet, they both call, each one separately, the Prime Minister Levi Eshkol and say we uh, we have to have a government meeting, and we have to discuss this. That this is not this can't we can't let this happen. And they have this very early morning government meeting, in which it is decided to override the Minister of Defense Moshe Dayan, and to give Tzahal the command to go into the old city of Yerushalayim. <laughs> wow! So that Riviol says. It, 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 the fact that you had the two instigators that brought this about. It's funny because Begin gets the credit for that usually. Yeah, so. I didn't realize he got alone had a role in it. Yeah, so he says the two instigators, one from the right, one from the left. Again, the unity of the right and the left of all segments of Israel that, that bring about the reunification of Yerushalayim. Right. Unlike today, where we don't have unity between the right and the left. We haven't had unity for a long time. And uh, we can go to, you want to go to some music, and then sure. we'll, uh, then we'll, we'll I'll finish up the, the, some, some more of the story of the miracles that happened that made this work. More coming up at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at com. On the Nahum Siegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app, we are get, heading into hour number two of JM Sunday. Uh, hour number two of JM Sunday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. With a reminder, the Celebrate Israel Parade starts at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Make sure to be tuned in at NahumSiegel.com or Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel. And by the way, there are pictures of being posted in a variety of places about uh, showing. Um, the way Harabait was left today by the Arabs before oh, Jews. I haven't seen it yet. Before Jews. I'll, I'll put it this way. I think this person on Facebook puts it well. Good morning from the Temple Mount. This is how Muslim worshipers left their quote-unquote holy site. Holy indeed. Go ahead, Mayor. So I discovered for the first time ever a song that was written. It's a, it's a, it's a like satirical song, but it's cute. About Rav Gorin by very well-known Israeli um, lyricist Yoram Taharlev. He's written many of the hits over the, over the... And he was so moved by how Rav Gorin sort of like carried the whole, you know, thing on his back. Shikor Yishalayim. in the Six-Day War and so forth that he wrote uh, words. And, um, and um, Arik Lavi, a singer at the time, who, still a singer, but yeah, he, he, she who low rock Milim is him, right? I think so. Could be. Could be. He has a lot of. Yeah. Uh, so he um, decided to take an old, old song that people know, like uh, Zemmer, and put the words to it. So the words are about 
how Rav Goren won the war, and basically he's everywhere. He's here, he's there, <laughs> wherever he went. And ultimately, ultimately, we didn't continue taking more area because Rav Goren just collapsed. <laughs> he couldn't continue anymore. Superman. Yeah, Superman. So, so here it is. Sheha'am nikra la toren, azharav rabbeinu goren, al rosho hava shetkova haplada. Im shofar veim kapota, humiher elada kota, velacham gam besinai gam beyehuda. Im shofar veim kapota, humiher elada kota, velacham gam besinai gam beyehuda. ביום בית נשא תפילות אל המקדש על יד הכותל, ביום ג' כבר נקרא אל השפלה. לא הספיק לגמור בעזה, המכונית שלו כבר זזה לטהר את מערת המכפלה. לא הספיק לגמור בעזה, המכונית שלו כבר זזה לטהר את מערת המכפלה. ומשם מהרה בינו אל משכן רחל אימנו, זיכרונה יגן עלינו עדי עד. לא אמר שלום עליכם, כבר קראו לו לבית לחם, כי רבינו גורן יש פה רק אחד. לא אמר שלום עליכם, כבר קראו לו לבית לחם, כי רבינו גורן יש פה רק אחד. בחצות היה צריך ולהגיע ליריחו, להפיל את חומותיה בשופר. אך מסנטה קטרינה במברג באו להצילנה, אז הוא טס בהליקופטר אל המדבר. אך מסנטה קטרינה במברג באו להצילנה, אז הוא טס בהליקופטר אל המדבר. ואחריו בעל אופנוע, במקרה צלם קולנוע, שדהר אחריו באש ובשוחות. וישנם אומרים שצה"ל לא המשיך לרבוש אף שעל, כי הרב פשוט נפל מן הכוחות. וישנם אומרים שצה"ל לא המשיך לרבוש אף שעל, כי הרב פשוט נפל מן It is a JM Sunday as we celebrate Yom Yerushalayim. Matas is scheduled to join us in the next couple of minutes. And um, that's, of course, the song you just alluded to. Harav Rabbeinu Goren. Harav Rabbeinu Goren to the tune of the Rebbe Elimelech. Right. Um, don't forget, JMAM tomorrow morning starts at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Don't forget our coverage of the Celebrate Israel Parade is today, 11 a.m. Eastern Time at NachumSiegel.com and uh, at Facebook.com slash NachumSiegel Network. Make sure to be tuned in and to join us for uh, all the festivities. Again, it starts at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and we are very much looking forward to bringing you the sights and sounds of Fifth Avenue as we celebrate Israel on this Yom Yerushalayim on Fifth Avenue. Matis Weingast, Chag Sameach, sir. Chag Sameach to you guys. Hi, Matis. Hey, Mayor. Welcome back from your, you. uh, from your trip. Thank you very much. I uh, want to thank you, Matis. This is where you're normally heard every single Sunday morning for many, many, many years with great appreciation by us and by the audience. And uh, you've allowed us to, uh, to walk into our NSN studios in New York and present the Unusual Lime special. So thank you. It's my great honor. Um, you have uh, you have great memories of the city of Jerusalem, don't you? Yeah, the uh, the few times that I've been there, but it's been with uh, you guys. 
on an occasion, and uh, it's just it's it, memories that last a lifetime if you're not living there, um, which everybody should if we can someday. Nice, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's something that changes you once you're there because the the history, the the people, everything that's there, you just realize that's a part of you. You can go anywhere in the world and visit and take back nice memories, but when you go to Yushalayim, uh in particular Israel, you take back a part of you because you left a part of you there. It's, well, we're sim- we're it's a symbiosis. Matis is outdoing you, Mayor. His message, his message is completely uh, outdoing I'm, both of us. I'm I'm I am so happy to what, be outdone by Matis. When you when you landed this morning here in the New York area, did you feel you left part of yourself back in the holy city of Jerusalem? Always, always. You always feel that way. I think way. Matis is right on point. Well, there you go. Not surprising. Not surprising yeah. at all. You know, uh, I, I've been listening to the show, and thank you very much for doing this this morning. Uh, and a couple of things, if, if I have a minute, uh, sure. if I may. Uh, and I've mentioned this before when we talk about history. Uh, we talk about Yom Yushalayim. And it's 52 years now. Imagine what happened, and and you know it, it's mind-boggling. When the second base Hamikdash was rebuilt or built, they had Yom Yishalayim for about what, close to 600 years of a second base Hamikdash. We we're oh, only at 52. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing, though, that's different now, as you, I think Nachum, you had mentioned it, or both alluded to that. We have the country of Israel. Um, and look at everything that has happened in the short period of time that Israel has been the modern state, if you will. I mean, we landed on the moon. That's right. <laughs> you know, you, uh, one of the, uh, all the, those things that you always talk about, about how great Israel is, the, the brain trust there, the, the um, technology, uh, it, is, it is mind-boggling. And a lot of times when we're sitting in history, we don't think about that we're in history. A hundred years from now, we're going to look back and, and realize the historical. We look back 2,000 years to the Beis Hamikdash, and we, you know, reminisce, and we uh, are f- sad about the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash after 2,000 years, and we can see history. Here, we're, we're living it right now, and a lot of times we don't see it. But oh, it's here, and 52 years of Yerushalayim is, is amazing. The fact that we don't see it is uh, an understatement, and... Um one of the things we should really point out on this Yom Yerushalayim 52 is the effect that the Six-Day War that Mayor Weingarten is describing had on Jews around the world. The effect that the Six-Day War had on on those who were searching for their roots, on those who questioned their own Judaism, whatever that means for each person individually, uh, for people who wondered whether they had a connection and felt some type of emotional tie to the Holy Land and the Holy City of Jerusalem. And the Six-Day War really propelled a lot of that uh, into motion, really got people to rethink or think for the first time about their own heritage, their own tradition, their own connection to the Holy Land. And I remind you, and I, any regular JMAM listener knows the story, but I just, I can never stop telling it. One of the great highlights of my career was two years ago when I had the pleasure of emceeing a ceremony where Natan Sharansky met not only Rav Goran's son, but met the three soldiers in the, from the iconic photo in front of the Kotel Amaravi from 1967. And I said to myself, there is, and I, as I saw Natan Sharetsky quelling and just couldn't believe that he was standing there, they, they couldn't believe they're standing in front of him. He can't believe they're standing there. I'm saying to myself, I assume 
that that picture, that that photo that made it to the former Soviet Union at some point in the next few months after the Six-Day War, I would imagine it had such a profound effect on him and others. In I Russia. heard him speaking um, Pesach. He came to speak for the, or our Pesach group, yeah. led by Rabbi Lukstein, and he said that until the Six-Day War, the only thing he knew was he was a Jew, that he had to hide that, and that the only thing that he can do is excel at whatever profession or whatever he, he's doing or studying. And that way he'll be saved from all the problems that the Jews have because he'll be a, a, a positive resource for the Soviet Union. And it was the Six-Day War that got his... He was in like an MIT of, of, uh, of Russia. Right. He's, he's a, a mathematician. Right. and. And his, his fellow students and others are saying, wow, how did you guys do it? That's amazing. And he's saying, who's you guys? Who's you guys? What, is he ta- what are they talking about? And that's how he started. Amazing. Just amazing. Nine minutes after 8 o'clock, final hour of our Yom Yushalayim special here on a special JM Sunday. Again, a reminder, celebrate Israel Parade, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Make sure to be on Fifth Avenue. If you're not, you can make sure and uh, tune in, whether you're on Fifth Avenue or not, you can tune in at NahumSiegel.com and, of course, at the facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Matis Weingas, anything else you'd like to add, sir? No, I think you're uh, hitting it out of the park, as it, uh, as it were. And uh, I want to listen. I want to hear more. Thank you, Matis. Thank you so much. <laughs> Take care, Nahum. Bye. Take care, Mayor. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Matis. And happy Yom Yerushalayim. Happy Yom Yerushalayim. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach is right. Mayor Weingarten, I turn to you. So uh, I'm going to complete this. Uh, Let's complete the story. Complete the story. So now the, the army has been given its orders. We, we liberate Yerushalayim, the old city of Jerusalem. And the commander of the Jordanian forces on Har Habayit, the Jordanians see themselves as the protector of the holy site, of the Islamic holy site. You would think that they're going to fight to the end, right? He sees that he's surrounded by the Israeli military, all around, except for on that one side. And he, get, he gets scared, and he asks for permission to retreat. If a Jordanian general would have been in charge, he would have said, are you kidding? You, 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 you fight till the last soldier. We're fighting for our holy place. The Egyptian commander who is in charge of the Jordanian army doesn't have this whole, doesn't know about it. Okay, you want to retreat, retreat. And hence, when Motagur looks at Har Habayit, it's empty. And there's no fight. We come in, we walk in, we walk into Har Habayit, and there's no one there. Think about what had happened along the way to bring that about, that the Israeli defense forces don't even have to fight. You have a few times in Tanakh situations where the army, Sancheirev and others, where the army just either all die or all run away, you know, the night before the battle. They all ran away. It, it, it's, it's, and by the way, it's true in the Sinai too. In the Sinai, they also, after the first hit, the Egyptians just ran away. It's a biblical kind of, of, of military victory where the enemy is just going to run away from you. 
and you're going to walk in. It's interesting that uh, you, know, you talk about the role of an individual in history. So obviously the role of that Egyptian general who's yeah. in charge of the Jordanian army is significant. Right. But you mentioned a few minutes ago about um, uh, Matagor being told by Rav Gorin that right. you know history will we'll will forgive you. Well, right. We'll look at you with derision if uh, if you you know give up this opportunity. There were people we should point out who did give up the opportunity, and. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you know who I mean, and <laughs> who give the opportunity to secure Harabayit and to and to keep it as a as a oh, oh, under Jewish compl- yes. re- real Jewish right. sovereignty, right. and it's interesting to watch history how ser- some of those people who were known as heroes are now being right. vilified, right, and being, and, and being exposed, so. right, right, being exposed with derision uh, for we the can, decisions we, they made. We can name names, yeah, right. Moshe Dayan, right. Who, by the way, he started this thing by saying we're not going in. Right. That was his his. He didn't ask anyone. His directive. His directive, and which was thankfully overturned. And then he just goes and gives it all away after a few days against the objections of Rav Gorin and, and others. And when it came to Marat Hamachpela, he yeah. wanted to do the same thing. And Rav Gorin, who le- learned his lesson from the day before, Harabayit, said. No, no way. and and whatever wor- they were able to work out, they worked out only because he, he couldn't believe what was happening. And and by the way, it was Moshe Dayan who said to Rav Gorin on Tisha B'Av when Rav Gorin was going to have a big tefillah on Harabayit for Tisha B'Av, the first Tisha B'Av after the reunification of Yerushalayim. And and Moshe Dayan said to him, "You have to cancel it." And he said, "I'm not canceling it." He said, "Then I'll fire you." He, he could fire right, him. He right. was the chief chaplain. So he figured to himself that Uvgorin, that what what good could he do if he's fired? So he said to, to Moshe Dayan, I, I will not cancel it. I'm ready to agree to postpone it. And we're still waiting. But that's again Moshe Dayan, who was fiercely against. And, and that's why... The next day or two, the bulldozers came and created that huge plaza in front of the Kotel. That was all part of this plan to, the, to take the focus all away from Harabayit, create the Kotel as this is the Jewish holy place, that's for them, this is for us, and, and to establish a, a crazy status quo where the winner ends up with the, yeah, with, with the second prize. Unbelievable. Rav Hillel writes on our app, so proud of my six children, Sipora, Tamar, Avraham, Meirav, Akiva, and Elisheva, all Yerushalmiim, celebrating yet another Yom Yerushalayim in Israel. Very nice. Baruch Hashem. More coming up. It's uh, it's a, a JM Sunday Yom Yerushalayim special. Uh, who's got the music, me or you? You. Here we go at JM, uh, excuse me, JM Sunday, the Nachum Siegel Network. Father 
dream I am a gift of time I am your child, Jerusalem Jerusalem is mine You are an orchard in the sand I am the fruit you bear the glove that warms my hand I am the smile you wear You are the music of the hills I am the words that rhyme I am your song You are the cradle of freedom And I am the harvest of springtime You are the dawn of a new day From the storm I am your guiding light You are a book Whose leaves are torn I am a page you write You are the branches of a tree We are 10 minutes away from the sounds of 1967. Those of you who tune into our Yom Yerushalayim special, especially to hear what it was like uh, 52 years ago today, we're going to be doing that. Mayor Weingarten, of course, will navigate us through, just like the uh, reporter navigated us through uh, <laughs> on his way through the old city to the Kotel. Um, uh, that's going to happen just a few minutes from now. 10 minutes from now, actually, we will... Uh, Go to the Kolot, the sounds of 1967, and I hope all of you will stay tuned in. Uh, spread the word. You may know some people who want to uh, 
who want to hear it, who uh, try to tune in every single year, let them know it's going to be happening in the next few minutes. Part of our Yom Yerushalayim special at uh, JM Sunday here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Again, a big thank you to Matis Weingast. He joined us earlier. Uh, we wish him a Chag Sameach today as uh, his role is to um, host, and boy does he do it brilliantly, a Sunday morning show called JM Sunday. He's been doing it for years consistently. That's why I hesitate sometimes to uh, step in because he does such a remarkable job each week. Uh, but he's allowed us to do it this week for uh, in honor of Yom Yerushalayim, so we thank him. Happy Yom Yerushalayim to everybody. Parade coverage at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, NachumSiegel.com, and of course, Facebook.com slash NachumSiegel Network. Before we get to the Kolot, is there anything you'd like to tell yeah, us? Yeah, so listening to the, by the way, there, I'll send you the link of this whole um, talk of Rav Yoel Benun. He gives it, it's it, it's a video, but basically it's uh, there's nothing in the video except him sitting on a street with his back to the wall near Rockefeller Museum, taking he, every Yom Yerushalayim, he takes a group of young people on a walk of the battle, where, what was here, what was there. And he tells, you, you hear him saying to this guy, go down there, read the names that are on that memorial block and so forth. So I'll, I'll send you the link to that. But uh, of course, his talk is a mixture of this is what happened in the battle, this is what I heard, this is what I saw, this is who I lost, uh, and so forth. But also, from the Tanakh, he's just like, you know, quoting, and he mentioned something that I never thought about. It was just so amazing, so brilliant. He said, in history of Yerushalayim, it's either captured and destroyed or not. The only time in history that it is half captured is in 1948. 1948 is the first time in the history of the city of Yerushalayim of 3,000 years that half of the city is in Jewish sovereignty and half of the city is in non-Jewish sovereignty. And he, he then points out the psukim in Zechariah, the last parak in Zechariah, uh, which is parak Yudalid. And um, it starts, Hine yom ba'la Hashem. Behold, the day of the Lord comes. V'chulak shalalech bekirbech. And the plunder taken from you shall be divided in your midst, meaning you will get back what was taken away from you. V'asafti et ha'goyim el Yerushalayim, l'milchama, etc. And then he says, V'amdu raglav bayom ha'hu al harizetim asher p'nei Yerushalayim mikedem. His feet, God's feet, shall stand on the Day, on that day, upon the Mount of Olives, which is where Motagur was standing when he gave the command to move forward, and shall split. There will be a split, basically. Yushalayim will be split in two. And he says... Obviously, the shot there is there would be like an earthquake or something. And he says, but I hope we are spared that. And the split that the Navi is talking about is a metaphorical split. And it's the metaphor of the city being split in two, which only happens during this, at, at this moment. And then he says, it says, It shall come to pass on that day, there, there shall not be bright light nor thick darkness. who and he, he says, 
Where in history do we have such a thing? It's in our time. After Edison. Vayala ate the Ervier. There's light at night. And I was thinking about it on the plane when I was thinking about these things. Thinking, And if there wasn't a plane, which was in 1904, when, when the Gura already began the process, we couldn't do this whole... Ha, ha, who knew how God would bring all the Galuyot from everywhere into Eretz Israel, But all the technology that we now have is all in service of this. So we can fly to Israel in 10 hours. And we can have the or in the middle of the choshech of, 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 um, of the night. Of the night. Unbelievable. All the nevuot, all the prophecies are coming true. We are living through them, and we don't always realize it. Oh, yeah. The script was written thousands of years ago, and we're the actors who are now fulfilling it. And your point on the gra is that the, the, um, the beginning category of flight allowed for that to accelerate. Is that what you're saying? That the what I'm saying is basically that we're, you know, my, my general idea is that we are in a process of gula, not, not my idea. Right. We're in a process of gula. It's a long process. It takes time. The Gemara talks about how it's, it's like, the, like sunshine, which the sun comes up very slowly, very slowly, very slowly. And, um, and we have to have the patience to walk through it and understand that it's not one second is not Zman of Mashiach and then the next is Zman of Mashiach. Right. We have to be ready to accept this twilight that we're in, which is partial geula and partial not geula. And I think that the process began around the time of the Gura, and the Gura sends Talmidim to go to Yushalayim, and he writes there, unlike all the, the previous uh, Olim to, to, to Yushalayim, they who went there to learn and to, you know, to uh, carry on a holy life, he writes to his Talmidim, you go to Yushalayim and build it, build it physically. So in my mind, the, the process begins, and, and look, uh, throughout the 1800s, Zionism starts to grow, and Herzl is all the way at the end of the 1800s and the first Zionist Congress and so forth. And 1910 is the Balfour Declaration. 17 is the Balfour Declaration. The discovery of flight by the Wright brothers is 1904. So the Balfour Declaration can't, if you think about right. it, it can't happen, it can't happen right. if they're not going to be planes that, that are the people. eagles that are going to take the Jews... Amazing. The sounds of 1967, we refer to them as the Kolot. Uh, Mayor Weingarten will help us revisit 52 years ago today on this Yom Yushalayim next, if you keep it right here at the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Shofar Gadol
מדוע אתם שותקים? מדוע אתם שותקים,
JM Sunday on this Yomi Rishalayim, Emily Rishalayim Ircha from Dvekas. Rabbi Shlomo Kalbach Uvoa Ovdim before that as we speak about, or as we spoke earlier with Mayor Weingarten about the number of people, the thousands who came to the Holy Land in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And today, the population of the State of Israel in the millions and millions, hard to believe. It's Yom Yushalayim, 52 years later after the liberation of Jerusalem during the Six-Day War. Today is the Celebrate Israel Parade on Fifth Avenue in New York City. Make sure to join us by logging on to NahumSiegel.com and, of course, Facebook.com slash Network. It all begins at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, presented by the Brooklyn Cyclones. Mayor Weingarten, it is time to relive 1967, 52 years ago, the sounds, the voices of 19... 19- 67. How do we begin? If there's a part of the miracle that we overlook, it's that fact that Galay Tzahal sent a young reporter with a big tape recorder, a reel-to-reel tape recorder, <laughs> to go and be embedded with the troops. His name was is Yossi Ronen. And um, again, he was probably as surprised as anybody else that he ended up being in this moment of Jewish history, this great moment. So now you got to think back 52 years ago what technology there was. He was holding a big reel-to-reel with, and talking into a microphone. He couldn't be broadcasting it live. He couldn't, he couldn't transmit it to anywhere. When it's all over, this is I discovered, we discovered a few years ago, when it's all over, he then goes looking for a telephone where he can call in to Galei Tzahal and say, this is, you're not going to believe what just happened. Because nobody knows. Nobody knows yet. Think about that. You're not going to believe what just happened. And so he gives a little introduction before he actually plays the, the, um, the, the, the actual sounds. He gives an introduction. And, and I think the introduction is he's more excited than during the battle itself. <laughs> because in the battle, he's afraid. They're still yeah. shooting. There's still this. He's running. He doesn't know what's going to happen. And, and he gets on the phone, and he says, you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe what just happened. The, the, the Tzachanim came, and we went, and there was shooting, and there was this. And Rav Gorin, in the middle of all of this, he's carrying a Sefer Torah and a shofar, and he's screaming, and he's, and he's screaming at Psukim. And it's as if he's, he's not in this world. He's not in this universe. He's, some, he's like uh, up, up in Shemayim somehow. And they're shooting at him, and people say to him, be careful, move this, that, nothing. He, he, he's like in a different world. And the excitement in his voice when he says that, I think, is so amazing. So that will play that first intro. <laughs> הגיאות והסימטאות שבתוך הקותל שבתוך העיר העתיקה התקדמנו, הצנחנים שהיו איתנו מדי פעם ופעם ירו משום שעדיין המשוכו הקרבות התקדמנו תוך כדי הקרבות והרב גורן הלך באמצע עם ספר התורה ועם השופר כאילו היריות שמסביב בכלל לא נוגעות אליו הוא בכלל לא היה שייך ל- 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 לעולם הזה, הוא נמצא כאילו בספירה אחרת בכלל כולם, היית, הייתם צריכים לראות איך חיילים הולכים ובכלל לא מרגישים שהולכים תוך כדי קרב התקדמנו דרך סמטאות העיר העתיקה כשאנחנו מתארים בית אחרי בית אנחנו כמובן בעקבות ה... They're going. Ha- there it is. Go ahead, Mayor. Yeah, it's just amazing. So now, now we go back in time to to Yossi Ronen is putting together the the pieces. So Motagur is st- sitting with his um, with a, a few of his commanders on Harazetim, overlooking Har Habayit. He sees Har Habayit in front of him, and he sees it's empty already. By the way, 
and he's giving the battle command the, the, um, to the forces that are about to enter Yerushalayim, and he says, we are going to be the ones, this dream that our parents and grandparents dreamt for 2,000 years, we are going to be the ones who are accomplishing it, and we should appreciate that historic event. The um, the ceremony of the end of the battle will be Al Harachava, the plaza, meaning Har Habayit, Lamala. That's where we're gonna. And so they go through Shar Harayot. It's the first time in Jewish history right. that Yerushalayim is liberated, is captured by an army from that, from the east, not from the north. It can only be done because there are tanks and and cars and so forth. Because if you come with chariots and horses. You got to come from the north where it's flat. You can't climb up from from the east where it's all around. Not only east, east, south, and 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 west. There's there's um, a, a tall. You're coming from a valley and you have to climb up. And the, in the north is the only place pretty much where it's flat and, and an army that's not mechanically uh, blessed with, <laughs> with with motor motorized cars. Can come. That's why. Um, who is it? Is it Yeshayahu? One of the Nevi'im says, "Mitzafon ti The the evil, the bad, will come from the north because that's where Yerushalayim is always captured. And in this case, it, it's captured from the east. Hashem. And uh, this is now they're entering the Lion's Gate. There's a there's a Jordanian bus that was put in front of the gate to stop to block them in a sense and was lit on fire. So. They're, they're, you hear they're banging, banging to break down the gate, which is also a little crazy if you think about it, because uh, as Yoel Ben-Nun was saying, he says when in any normal military situation, there's a gate that has to be breached. You call in the core, uh, the mechanics core, engineering core, and they blast it open. It was like, like he said, the history, Jewish history, they didn't have time for any of this. Right. Rammed through the door. And and ran around that burning bus. You hear that banging. <laughs> Let's go to the Iraq. 
They're making their way into the old city of Yerushalayim through the Shara Harayot. While they are doing this, Rav Gorin is, he's like the Kohen Meshuach Melchama. He's encouraging the troops. He's screaming and yelling and encouraging the troops to, uh, to fight on. Listen as he uh, quotes the different psukim. Your enemies shall run, run from you. Amen. Say amen. Say amen. And now, the words that were uttered. 52 years ago. Rav said, he was asked right after. Right, he's there. Right, on the spot. Right, he's a soldier. And he's asked, so what do you say now, Rav And he said, Tamu al-payim shana. 2,000 years are over. The 2,000 years are over. I mean, like, this, this, this is now the moment where, where it ends, so to speak. What Rav Yorl explained was that he, they wanted to make sure that no one would keep shooting because of all the holy places and so forth. And the, there was no reason at that point to shoot because they had already Harabait Biadenu. And that's why he keeps saying, because he doesn't want anyone just shooting. Stamazoi, so to speak, right? <laughs> and so Rav Gorin walks through the Harhabayit, with the Sefer Torah, with the chauffeur, um, and they're looking for the Kotel. Why aren't, why are they looking for the Kotel? That's what they had in their memory. That's what they had in their minds. As we said, nobody was ready for anything. They knew Jews were thinking of the Kotel for hundreds right. of years. And, th- and they themselves had, had, had yeah. davened at the Kotel. Right. And that's all they knew. And like we said, they weren't ready. And as much as Rav Gorin understood that the moment was great, for whatever reason, he ended up going down to the Koto rather than having this at uh, Harabai, which he went through, obviously. So first is uh, Sheikh Yanu, and then uh, the soldiers, this is at the Koto, singing Hatik.
And lastly, Rav Goren, <clears throat> very emotional moment where he makes a azkara, kamal rachamim for the soldiers that fell. Many fell along the way, and uh, their comrades, their their fellow soldiers, are there at the Kotel and experiencing. I, I just want to cry when I think about those who fell literally hours before and never got to see what they were part of. And he makes the um, kelmale for them and the blowing of the shofar. <laughs> שנפלו במערכה הזאת נגד כל אויבי ישראל. אל מלא רחמים שוכן במרומים. המצאנו מנוחה נכונה על כנפי השכינה במעלות קדושים גיבורים וטהורים. המקדש <laughs> הר הבית, הכותל המערבי, וירושלים, עיר האלוהים. בגני דנתי מנוחתם, לכן בעל הרחמים, יזכירן בסתר כנפיו לעולמים, ויצרור בצרור החיים את נשמתם.
Hopefully with this broadcast, uh, like our other broadcasts of uh, Yom Yerushalayim, Jerusalem Day, uh, we will be able to uh, spread and continue to spread an appreciation for the holy city of Jerusalem. Let's not take it for granted, everybody. Let's not take it for granted during these days when access is so easy, during these days where travel to Jerusalem is basically without any burden whatsoever. And we have to remember that up until the current administration, the United States of America, the country that we live in here, didn't recognize Yushalayim, our Yushalayim, as part of Israel. Right. That they, you know, President Obama wanted us to stop building in the occupied territories, and that included for him what, he, what they call East Jerusalem. There is a fight for Yushalayim. It's on. The fight is on. We, we can't sit around and just take it for granted and and go and enjoy and be in the hotels and in the swimming pool. We have to know that we're part of the fight. And we have to hand that city to our kids. And if they're, they're not ready to receive it, and they don't understand the importance of having those keys and passing it to the next generation, then we'll lose it. Because there are other people that are very, very uh, emotionally attached to it from the other side. And they don't want to let go. As Rabbi Riskin reminds us, Jerusalem is not Disneyland. It's our motherland and should be treated that way 
and protected that way and fought for that way. On this Yom Yerushalayim, this 52nd anniversary of the liberation of Jerusalem, we hope that you've enjoyed our Yom Yerushalayim special. Special thanks to Matis Weingast, who is here every single Sunday on JM Sunday here at the Nachum Single Network between 7 and 9 a.m. Special thanks to Mayor Weingarten, who got off a plane literally this morning on his way back from Jerusalem to come to New York and has not even been in his own house yet and has stopped by here. Straight from the airport. Straight from the airport to participate and to uh, and to help us celebrate Jerusalem with our Yom Yerushalayim special. So big thank you to and, Mayor. And I want to thank our, my friend A.B. Abadi who made it happen because if not for him, it would not have worked out. Thank you, A.B. And happy Yom Yerushalayim to you. And let me remind everybody, coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time, it's the coverage of the Celebrate Israel Parade. We'll be there on Fifth Avenue. Stop by, say hi. Fifth Avenue, New York City, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It's uh, NahumSiegel.com. That's one place where you could watch it. And certainly, you can go to Facebook, Facebook.com slash Siegel Network. Simple as that. Achinu Israel and Achim Achim, my brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world and the web at NahumSiegel.com on the NahumSiegel Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. And today... We call this JM Sunday, and today we call it a Yom Yerushalayim Jerusalem Day special. Thank you, Mayor. Chag Sameach. Chag Sameach. Let us hope that uh, this special and uh, everything people have heard over the last couple of hours inspire everybody to celebrate Jerusalem and to fight for Jerusalem. Chag Sameach, everybody. 52 years. We'll celebrate more on Fifth Avenue later on. Make sure to join us. Tomorrow is Yom Chevron. No doubt that both Yerushalayim and Chevron will be mentioned during tomorrow morning's JM and the AM, so make sure to be tuned in starting at 6 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Yom Yerushalayim. Till later on today, until tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to past, live the present, and trust the future.